0: Hello, it's Lady in the Tramp. I'm Trish Mitchell, the dog magician,
1: and I'm Andy Lee, dog man down under. We're talking about family dogs and family issues. <laughs> that was a good start. <laughs> I don't know why you would start off laughing your head off, but uh, <laughs> right. <laughs> our viewer, who gives us feedback on stupid things we've said.
0: Listener? We, nobody can see us.
1: Oh, that's right. But they can see us in their mind. Four <laughs> <Those poor> things. <laughs> yeah, and then they see the real picture and, oh, my God, I thought they were two 20-year-olds <laughs> giggling and laughing around like teenagers. <laughs> Going back to our podcast on barking dogs, I come out unscathed on this one. But this is what you said in that <laughs> we were talking about you were talking about sausage stocks right and them barking and how difficult they were this is what you said in part of that if you have a lively sausage and it's jumping around excited all over the place you've got to calm it down <laughs> Hang on, we're waiting for... We've still got to get how you calm this sausage (laughs) down. (laughs) You said... If it gets excited and you can't calm it down, you've got to take one finger and give it a good poke on the side. And then you said it. (laughs) Well... I know better ways to calm it down than that fish.
0: That's just wrong. That's just wrong. Right. We'll get
1: to the secret question now. Right. Because I didn't say anything wrong.
0: Yeah, that'd be right.
1: right. The secret question is, what's your... Before in your life... It can be like different times in your life. Mm. And up to now, what's your favourite breed, of dog? And what's your most unfavourite? I don't know any other word than unfavourite yes. one.
0: <laughs> my favourite right. breed I have you know what comes to mind immediately? Is Golden Copper spaniel. And it's just the look of them is just they're so beautiful. Yeah. And my most unfavorite breed I don't think exists. There's not a breed of dog that is not inherently lovable.
1: So your favourite one is Golden Cocker Golden Spaniels? Golden mm. Well, my favourite one, mm. it's different stages of my life, was Lassie. And because I watched all the silly films, then... Greyhounds and then Jack Russell's as I go through my life. Mm-hmm. And then I met Beagle, Beagles and they're still way up there as favourite, but I've never owned one now because it's too much work and go too far. And nowadays, if I had to have any dogs and get any dogs, I wouldn't get anything but a Kelpie. That's my top favourite to live with now. Why? Because it... It fits in with my energetic way of life. I look like a dog to run around and, and go on bike rides. And they're so easy. They, they're clean. They don't bark in the app. You go, get over there, and they go over
0: there. And they're smart as.
1: Yeah. You go, jump on the ute, and they're like deer. They just go, bing. You don't have to lift the bloody things up. Like I've got a bull arrow here. Oh, he jumps on. But uh, you've always got to be careful with the big dogs jumping on and off when they're particularly coming off. They injure themselves really well. I've got two hounds. I have to lift them on now because they're eight years old. Oh, that's too far for me. Well, it always was too far for them. <laughs> uh, but our Kelpie, she just goes ping like a deer. And right now she's in the bedroom, no trouble at all, just laying on her bed. And they're just the best dogs for me. My own most favourite one mm-hmm. is British Bulldog. They're a monstrosity that shouldn't be allowed to be bred.
0: Well, I agree that the breeding of, of British Bulldogs has caused them to be completely aberrated. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, the, the mere fact that their heads are so big that the puppies can't come out naturally, yeah. they have to be caesarean, that tells you straight up that they could not survive in nature. They're distorted. They're they're a grotesque caricature of what yeah. the old British bulldog used to be.
1: And write to me and tell, tell me I'm wrong, if you like, because I walk around and every time I see one of them, I think you're spending your whole life from birth suffering. Yeah. And if they became extinct it wouldn't bother me because they're they shouldn't be alive because they're suffering all yep. their life yet they should be mixed with something else to make a different type of breed that they can call go back to british bulldog and you mm. can't go back to british bulldog without mixing it with a different breed now yep. so, yeah yeah so
0: well i'm 100 percent with you when it comes to any brachycephalic dog any squishy face dog i feel the same way it's like these poor little buggers you see like frenchies they're everywhere right yep. with their little flat faces and they're on their harnesses and they're wheezing and pulling and wheezing and pulling and wheezing and pulling yep. and they've got their little bulging eyes now like i don't know what it is now that you see more and more frenchies with the bulging they start
1: breeding for flatter and flatter and then the eyes stop yeah that's
0: where that comes and i remember remember when pekinese used to be a thing like people a lot of people had pekinese you never see pekinese anymore they're like they've just they've just gone completely out of popularity but there was an issue with pekinese when they were popular they were getting bred with the flatter and flatter face, yeah. and they got to the point where their eyes would just spontaneously pop out.
1: Yeah, they'd come out, out, out just for nothing.
0: Oh, Actually, I went to see so a and
1: eyes popped out because it had a bit of a tussle with the other dog and immediately its eyes popped
0: what out. What a Pekingese. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
1: yeah had a little fight with another dog once uh, and the, I the, wasn't there when they had to fight, but she said, oh, we can't have them fighting you know, because it cost them you know, $6,000 or $10,000 in surgery. But
0: imagine it's, like, it's, it's the same as German Shepherds, right? I was looking at a German Shepherd breeder website in Europe the other day, and they were proudly showing these champion German Shepherds on their website. I won't name them because I don't want to get sued, but every shepherd had such a sloping back that it's just standing in that show position you know how they stand yeah. them up and their heads are up and then the back legs couldn't go back because their backs were so sloped they were crouching on their hocks so that the sort of from the waist up they look beautiful and from the waist down they're crippled and these are so-called champion stud dogs. Their sperm gets sent all over the world. You know, this is this is and
1: animal a, and abuse. A,
0: it's disgusting. That's
1: a really easy cure, that one, for the show world. Because the show world, it'd be okay if they didn't breed for monstrosities. Yep. You know, it's all right to walk around and go, oh, yes, yeah, yours so looks like the breed. Well, it doesn't look like the breed from when you started. But uh, just bring in a little physical exercise they have to do along with the show they have to run 500 meters at a gallop well that's out half the show dogs yeah and if they and if any alsatian i call them i can't get around calling them german shepherds all the time There's the uh, alsatians if they had to run before the show 500 meters at course mm. those dogs can't do it so they draw them out, so you just, and then you go on with your show.
0: Well, I don't know whether we've mentioned this before, but it would be two or three years ago now, maybe two years ago, the last Best in Show at the Westminster Dog Show in New York was a completely crippled German Shepherd, a female that was then going to go on and breed, and there was such an outcry because when you watch this dog walk around the ring being declared best in show when you saw her from the back she was crippled she was walking in a wobbly unbalanced way and she was walking on her hocks like on her elbows it was just appalling and there truly was an outcry people were like how can you possibly name this crippled animal best in show of all the breeds in the whole of America, right? Westminster yeah. and Crafts are the two...
1: Well, last year's Crafts was the same thing.
0: Was the German Shepherd?
1: Quir- yeah, Crippled Shepherd, German Shepherd. Oh,
0: it's just, yeah. But, but the, the thing, though, well, that surprises me, because I read... I was appalled and, and yeah. I actually wrote to the American Kennel Club at the American Kennel Club about how outraged I was, just as a member of the public. And I saw a news item not long afterwards that because of the outrage at the fact that a crippled dog was named best in show, I thought it was Crufts who had actually brought in legislation that all dogs must be able to stand stably on all four paws. And I know that one of the major dog shows... But imagine having to have that as a rule. Your dog has to be able to stand without falling over... (laughs) <laughs> it's just like it's mind-boggling
1: it is mind-boggling that they come out with a rule like that as so though that's revolutionary so them. oh your dog's got to be able to stand up uh, we'll stop a second
0: it's all right Kiwi. so we had a break what was that about
1: that was Ron barking because he saw your dog, Tequila. And he's never seen a strange dog in his house before, in his life. He's
0: never had a strange Plus, house in I his life. I don't health.
1: think he's seen a dog as small as your dog in his life. Because they're, they're not like you. We don't live down the Gold Coast. We don't go walking along the promenade. We're mainly a bit secluded here. and We go out in the bush and walk around. And some of my other dogs, they go on the pet walk with me. Uh, so, and he's a puller because I've trained him to pull, so I don't take him on the peg walk. And
0: you train him to pull pull you on a bike, right? Not yes. to pull you on the walk. To <laughs>
1: <No. laughs> pull, go out in front, pull, pull, called Bike Jaw, Dryland mushy, And he goes out in front and pulls me on a bike. And Trish, yourself, <laughs> that's me, <laughs> is, is going to put a, what's it called? You're going to try walking him to show Hayes Supper yeah, later on in the, our videos?
0: Yes, the the British slip leash in a figure eight. I thought you called it a Mexican halty. It's a Mexican halty, yeah, yeah but that yeah. kind of doesn't make a lot of sense. Well, <laughs> but then you've got to explain I'm, why is it Mexican. Yeah,
1: I'm going to put Trish to the test and say, can you train this 43 kilo athlete, muscles, just full muscles, who's trying to pull me on a bike, on a push bike for over 20 kilometres <laughs> at a time, can you get him to walk without pulling you over with your British figure of eight
0: lead? Mexican halter Lead. Lead. <laughs> Has he ever walked, like, just beside you on a collar and lead? No. Never?
1: I've, oh, I've walked him. I walk him sometimes, I'll get out of the car and there'd be an area I don't want him to go running around in case right. uh, I know where a hare li- lives or a fox lives, and he, he hunts him, He'd, they they chase him, uh, and I I don't want him to. So I I put him on the lead, but I just he just pulls me all the time because I'm not going to stop him to.
0: No, because you, you've yeah,
1: trained him to I pull. To
0: well, that will be an interesting exercise. It will be very embarrassing if I get pulled <laughs> off my feet
1: and it'd be filmed
0: so it would be interesting but getting back to what we were talking about before Ron started barking while you were out I did a bit of research and the German shepherd that I was talking about I had the dog right but it was actually 2016 so that's how quickly time flies I thought it was like two years ago and it was Cruft's Uh, international dog show in England, not Westminster in New York and it was a three year old bitch German Shepherd bitch and it was crippled and there was an outrage and as a result of that outrage including from the RSPCA UK, like across the board people were appalled and as a result Crufts changed their breed standard rules across the board, every breed, not just German Shepherds that they must be able to stand in a balanced manner on four paws. And that's what we were talking about before. Yeah. It's like how insane that you have to make that a rule.
1: Yeah. And i just point out to our listener. The old school, the proper way of describing male and female in dogs is bitch for the female and dog for a dog. Yes. <laughs> I know it sounds stupid, dog bit, but, uh, and the bitch has gone out of fashion because it just got used for your, your dirty dog bitch and, you know, the people, and it became an insult, but I still call them dog and bitches and uh, confuse everyone that rings me up. <laughs> Is yes. your dog a bitch? <laughs> <laughs> when they're ringing up about a misbehaving dog.
0: <laughs> and then they go, yeah, she's such a little bitch. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, they actually go a bit silent. I think I can see them on the other end of the phone going, "They're icefish now." I, I, I wouldn't call him that. <laughs> so sometimes you're... they say no, it's a, it's a male. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, I, I don't use that term, I must say, uh, because I didn't grow up in the dog yeah. industry the way you did. So yeah. it's it's a, it's a girl dog or a boy dog, you know, in yeah. my in my yeah. language. <laughs> And what
1: about horses, you grow up, oh you didn't grow up around horses did you? So I, I still to... use those, the same thing and it's only horsey people who understand what I'm talking about. I go into vets and say, my dog's lame on the F4. And, they, and go, they look at me and they go, what? And I say, well it's lame on the F4. And they go, what leg? And they don't know what you're talking yeah. about How bad's that? A vet doesn't know But what? they obviously This is town vets so don't deal with yes. horses Because the horses are off four, near fore Near hind, off hand Yeah uh, To describe which one
0: yeah. Well, vets Oh, let's not get into the whole vet and thing How
1: ha- language bugs. is getting abbreviated To not being so pure and I don't know how to describe it, lots of words to describe different actions.
0: Well, you know, language evolves all the time. English was my favourite subject at school. I was fascinated and I was lucky enough to have a fantastic English teacher in high school and I kept her right through. And she made Latin and the derivation of English words absolutely fascinating. And in English grammar, most people's eyes have just glaze over at the thought of a grammar class. But she was amazing. Her name was Miss Sievert. That's all I remember about her. Her name was Miss Sievert, but she was the best, most inspiring teacher. She had a passion for the English language, a passion for grammar. And that's where I developed mine. I was so inspired by her. And I find the derivation of words fascinating. But I also I love the fact that the language evolves. Words, words disappear and then new words yeah. come along.
1: Derivation—that's a new one to me. That's a lovely word. And can we apply that to derivation of Alsatians?
0: Yes, I guess we could. Where did they derive from? Well, they did derive initially from a dog breed in northern Europe that were bred with wolves, but I don't know what mm. the breed was. But
1: I found one of the offshoots of breeding these cripples like the yeah. Alsatians, German Shepherds, yeah. is. But now, you get calls from people, they've got a German Shepherd, and they ring me up, and they say, I've got this German Shepherd puppy, and it's wild, it's protective, it's, it's, I can't handle it, I've had German Shepherds all my life, I've never had one like this, and that is one of the negatives, it's not just the ones you see in the show ring, that, oh look how crippled that one is, it's because now these people can't buy those cripples because they don't want a cripple. Yeah. So they're buying from the protection breed strain yes. for a pet dog because you can't buy a pet dog off the show people because they're so crippled and cost you a fortune and can't walk around. Yep. So it's another thing people don't think about, how the show people are ruining pet breeds as well.
0: Yes. Yeah, yep, that's completely true. Although, interestingly, my cousin Rob in England has his daughter has the most gorgeous in terms of confirmation the most beautiful german shepherd and her name is wolf (laughs) stupid name for a dog wolf and she's this magnificent regal german shepherd and her confirmation is beautiful she has a straight back she's got that thick wolfy fur she's just gorgeous and her nature is as soft as soap She's always been a beautiful, gentle dog her whole life. So maybe they were just lucky. I don't know, but she did not come from show strain. That's for sure. Oh right, so because she's got this beautiful straight back.
1: Yeah, um, yeah. But what's she got it now? What is she?
0: Yeah, he's t- Rob. She's eight. So yeah. Wolf is eight. Yeah. So she's still alive and kicking. And
1: well, my my uncle's working police dog, which he he purchased when he left the police force and did security work with when I was a child. About 10. Mm. That one was called Satan. (laughs) For a reason? For a reason. It bit me.
0: (laughs) Oh, that's the one that bit you when you went to say hello when you were little and you poked your hands through the fence. and it bit me. (laughs) And I
1: I... I always thought it was called Sheba, which sounds much better, but it wasn't. I was informed when I put it in, wrote about it. I was informed by my family. No, its name was Satan. I thought, yeah, well, that was a better name for it, wasn't it? (laughs) (laughs) And it might even have been for a dog before, and a Satan. You
0: know, who names a
1: bitch Satan?
0: Um, Oh, that's mean.
1: Well, it might have been a dog. That's what I am saying. It might have been a male, for all I know. I've just walked history, you know. Yes, changed it. It's so
0: easy to walk history. But I think um, I might have told you this story before, or not. But i've done some animal communication training like tele- telepathic yeah. animal communication with different teachers and one of them is uh quite a famous aussie amanda de Warren. she lives on the sunshine coast and she's a well-known she has a column in the woman's weekly and she's on yeah. telly a lot and she's written a book called behind blue eyes which is worth a read but i decided she offers training like over the phone back then now it's probably zoom or skype or something but I wanted to do an hour's training with her on animal communication and the first thing she did was, you know, she said, okay, I've got a dog in mind and um, I want you to picture, because it was long distance, she's yeah. on the phone in on the Sunshine Coast up northern of Queensland and I'm on the Gold Coast. I might have even been in Canberra. I was, I was in Canberra at the time. And she said... <laughs> just see if you can tune in through me to this dog and what the issues are and why, you know? So I was sort of all nervous and thinking I'm never going to be able to do this in a million years. But very quickly up popped a German Shepherd and it was not happy. And its name was, I actually can't remember its the name they'd given it, but it was something like Satan, Diablo, you know, something negative yeah. and dark. And the, first thing that popped into my mind was aside from what else is going on and there was other stuff going on with the dog he hated his name he wanted his name to be prince which sounds really cliche you know a german shepherd Mm. called prince but i got that communication really really clearly and quickly and then we went on to talk about some of the other reasons the dog wasn't very happy and afterwards Uh, after the the training was over and the call was over we had a bit of a chat and she said you were absolutely spot on with that dog that was exactly what the story was the dog wasn't happy in the house and he hated his name and she said we didn't particularly get that he wanted to be called prince but his name was changed to something more regal than Diablo or whatever it was but the communication was so clear that this dog did not want a name that had such a negative dark connotation like a savage kind of name and it was like it makes you realize the level at which dogs are feeling sentient sensitive beings you know they're not just they're not just there for our pleasure and companionship they're deeply feeling deeply sensitive beings that notice energetically if you give them an energetically bad name they're not going to like it
1: energetically let's move on to energetically right and how you've got a really energetic dog. now i'll just name two breeds that are common
0: hang on when you say energy do you mean like bouncy high powered or do you mean sensitive because i'm using oh
1: bouncy high powered right? Well,
0: I'm using energy, energy in a slightly yeah, different
1: yeah, I way I know but you mentioned the energy we'll move on to we've got a so two common ones we get uh, I get anyway is uh, German short hair pointers happy go lucky but just wild with energy they're the they're the favourite for bite jaw professionals because they can go fast and uh, for a long way and uh, Kelpis, who are not only energetic, they're energetic in their in the physical, they're energetic in their mind. Mm. So what do you do to recommend for them for exercise for pet dogs when you go and see them?
0: I have literally never come across, what was the first breed you said? I've forgotten. All German short shall- Head hair I don't
1: talk in letters if I can help it, like GSP's that come up. I those. wouldn't
0: know what that meant no. if you said
1: GSP. There's, they look a bit like Ron.
0: Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I know the, the breed you mean. Yeah. Uh, I've never worked with one, right. ever, because they're not particularly common, they're not particularly yeah.
1: In the flats on the Gold Coast I suppose
0: ever lot. <laughs> yeah, apartments on, yeah. on the Gold Coast, yeah, you don't see a lot of them. You, I, um, and because I've always worked in small urban areas, like I started out in Canberra and Canberra's, it's another planet, a little bit like the Gold Coast is yeah. a planet. The dogs that I worked with were oodles, poodles, spaniels, the odd pit bull, because yeah. um, pit bulls, as we talked about before, they're a category as well as a type of dog. And the only territory that allows, oh, the only two places that allow pit bulls to be bred and owned are the ACT and Northern Territory. The others are like the the pit bull. You can't you can't own them in other places unless you've got like fencing and warning yeah. dangerous dog and all of that blah. So I have worked with a couple of pit bulls, but by and large, I haven't dealt much with those highly energetic, highly athletic dogs except border collies. Obviously but I enough. well, yeah. I but I remember once thinking. If you run aboard a collie every single day, they're going to get so fit. They're going to to become athletes. And then if there's a few days where they don't get a run, they're kind of going to go into withdrawals. Like athletes need constant training. And I don't know that it's necessarily in where I am on the Gold Coast necessarily a good idea to train up a dog to be an athlete Because most people doddle along at their own pace and don't walk at even a normal dog's
1: pace. Yeah, Yeah, well, my idea is a bit opposite to that.
0: (laughs) Naturally. (laughs)
1: Well, you're a different place working with So I see a lot of Kelpies and I see not a lot but... Quite a few of German short-haired poetas, And they're notorious ones for chewing up their beds and just destroying everything because they're bored. Yeah, they're so bored. So walking them isn't going to stop them doing that. No. Those German short-haired are notorious for chewing up everything, not kelpies. Kelp is just going crazy running around the furniture and just loopy.
0: Yeah, yeah. because they're so, so smart. So they have
1: got to get rid of that energy. It's like building it up. I called it like stoking the boiler. The boiler's being stoked and it's not being let out. And the boiler's getting more and more until it explodes. So, yes. So they've got to be run. And I've I found if you can run your dog just once a week, Preferably twice a week Totally knacker it out that lasts for a long long time Fulfils that their what they need is to, to run
0: That's different to what I was talking about. I was talking about people that are like on the Gold Coast, you yeah. know, Lycra Got the whole headphone thing happening yeah. got their iPhone in their Lycra yeah. pocket trousers and they're they're running every single day usually with a border collie and they're running you know, they do the park run for instance, which is five Ks on a Saturday, and then they run and run and run. And they do this every single day. And that's where I'm saying that you build the dog up to be an athlete and its tolerance for quiet time is less and less because it's 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 now an elite athlete. What you're talking about is run your dog ragged twice a week That's a whole different gig, and I completely agree with you. I do that with tequila. She's 13. Yeah. She's, you know, she's a tiny little fluff bag, but we walk fast, and she loves it, and we walk and walk and walk and walk and walk and walk, and then she gets puffed, and then I put her in the pram, and I walk her home in the pram. But she loves getting out there and, like, really powering, and she's a 13-year-old fluffy.
1: I, I, I try to get people, and it's not for everyone, but it is for... Quite a few people that can't do it learn it off me is to take these dogs out on a bike bicycle, and I'm 64, and I can easily take four dogs on a bicycle. So I say to these you are a dog. So I say these people that are 30, you can take one dog, and it's so easy for them to just half hour get rid of some energy off their dog. But that's not for everyone, and some other people I say, well, take it out the two of you, and one of you run away, you know, and just say so it runs, and then you can call it back and take them down the beach, which is Gold Coast, This is, I would say, get down the beach because that's you can run and they're in sand and the water uh, to get the energy out at least once a week. And in the extreme cases where they just can't do it, I say, get a walking machine. Yep. Put it on the walking machine.
0: Get a treadmill. Get
1: it, treadmill go on half hour, hour on the treadmill, and then go out for your walk with your dog and go up the park and sit down and just sit there and watch other people walking around so your dog gets the off switch yes. as well. The sitting down and watching is the off switch I teach yep. people as well, not just come home, go out for your exercise and come home. Well, the next day, go up the park or the supermarket, just sit down with a cup of coffee and do nothing. Mm. Uh, so the balance of the two.
0: It's funny you should talk about the, you know going down to the beach and then one of you call and then the other one calls and yeah. then you run back and forward. That's something I did way, way, way before I became a dog trainer when I was still a broadcast journalist. Um, I had a gorgeous little uh, oodle, one of the first oodles cost me fifteen dollars at the local markets called Snooky. and my uh, partner at the time, we used to go to the beach and Snooky loved getting in the water. And to give him exercise as he got older when he had arthritis, we'd get in the water and then Mark would call him and he'd swim to Mark and then I'd call him and he'd turn around and swim to me and then Mark would call him and he'd swim back to Mark and it was just so much fun. And it was a perfect way to really exhaust an old dog who had arthritis. The best thing they can do is swim. Yeah.
1: And the ones that haven't got arthritis... If you're walking and you don't, you can't let it off because lots of people can't let their dog off
0: and they're not they're allowed run away. Well, allowed well, I'm talking
1: about often. the beach now, all right? So, there's a lot of beaches down the Gold Coast in particular, it's really good for dogs. Down yeah. There, yeah. if you can't let it off, go out into the water so it's up to your over your ankles and walk with your dog on the lead, and it's actually dog's just under its chest it's got to um, um, you know jump along and yep. it's much harder for that your dog to walk than it is you so your dog's getting 10 times the exercise that it would have done
0: that's that's a really good point andy yeah <laughs> and on that note what we have to wrap up
1: wrap up we haven't even talked about socialization which well, was the the subject for today?
0: Well, the listener, our our friend Zeb, our faithful listener, she's going to have to wait till next time. Oh,
1: she's going to have to. She's asked last two times we were going to talk about it.
0: Oh, sorry, Zeb. Yes.
1: Okay. <laughs> so next week is definitely socialisation. Right. How to get over that, and whatever else ramble we want to talk about. Yes,
0: we we do love to ramble. Let's face it. So. Thanks for listening. Um, It's It's
1: goodbye from me and it's goodbye from my lady. Bye. Thanks for listening.
0: Message us anytime on Facebook or on our websites if you like. Media inquiries, Facebook only please. Guest requests, Facebook only please.
1: We'll see you next time.